0: Welcome to the Fire Pit. Today we're going to be talking about well-dressed Neanderthals. Maybe I'll start with a question, and it's this. Have you ever noticed that change freaks people the hell out? I know I certainly have as I've traveled around the country talking and training uh, business leaders from all types of industries. And um, it's it's led me to believe that we are all just well-dressed Neanderthals. Let Let me tell you what I mean by that. Um, you know, the reality is that humans have not changed much at all in 250,000 years. We just dress better. Well, at least some of us do. Maybe not me. Um, but Jared Diamond, in his book, The World Until Yesterday, he says that humans are far more traditional than they are modern. And if you think about it, our brains, haven't changed much at all in 250,000 years. In fact, Adam Ghazali in his book, The Distracted Mind, he says that we are just ancient brains trying to make sense of a high-tech world. So what does that mean to you? What that means to you, whether you are an associate in a Fortune 500 company or you're an entrepreneur or you're writing your first book at age 23, when things get really tough in your life, when chaos starts to creep in, you're gonna get primal. I'm gonna get primal. It's just how we are. It's how we are wired to navigate the world. We are still far more traditional than we are modern. All of these first world problems that we encounter, even problems which are mostly of abundance, we typically have a primal a primal response to them. And in this time of churn, that is becoming more and more the case. We are responding in a primal way inappropriately to first world problems. Um, a, a, A big factor of that is change. You know, as I travel around the country, I hear all of these senior leaders talking about change management. You know, they put their hands on their hips and they pontificate on change management. Well, here's a little change management for you. Change freaks people the hell out. Your people who work for you freak out when you change stuff. That's just the way that it is because As humans, we crave order in our lives. We create order in our lives to deal with change, to deal with chaos. And all of those COVID pivots that we so proudly made as business owners and business leaders to deal with and adapt to the things that were happening, the organizational changes, the process changes, the mergers between this company, acquiring this company, and certainly the downsizing, all of that represents at a fundamental level, change. And what it does is it drops a little ball of chaos into the life of people who inherit that change. Now, if you're the one implementing the change, it might be a little bit daunting, but at the end of the day, you're not the one that's gonna freak over out over, even if you're the one that's been handed the change to implement, for the most part, because you are in somewhat of a control setting, there's order to it. But if you are the straight up recipient of change, which most of your people are, and this includes our kids too, when we move, when we change jobs, uh, when they change high schools, it creates a level of primal response that, is very very significant and how it manifests in every human is in the realm of resource scarcity and status it becomes a a fear-based response and and the the response is very primal the same way that you know a dog if you if you take away its food and you or you change the time that it's fed it's its response is going to be around scarcity am i going to have enough food well for a human it's, am I gonna have enough food and am I gonna have enough food for my family, for my in-group, for my kin? And that's a primal response. That, that goes straight to fear. That elicits a fear-based response. The other response that happens in times of change is status. Is my status in my group gonna change? Remember, we are status creatures. Uh, our relevance in life is gauged by our status within our group and then our group status within other groups. That's how we evaluate our, our worth. Even today in this modern world, status is everything, right? And, and, and so resource scarcity and status are the two things that an individual goes to when there is an, a change. But let me ask you this, when you get up in front of folks and you cover all those slides and phases to the pivot, do you talk about the scarcity that they are likely feeling the worries and fears that they have when they're laying in their bed at night wondering if they can feed their family? Are you addressing the potential change to their status? Are you either reassuring or just calling it out for what it is? The reason that I say that is if you don't, that is the story they're going to tell themselves because the brain is a metaphorical pattern matching organ. It's going to make sense of the world through narrative. And the narrative it's gonna use are the old patterns, the old neural story maps. It's gonna go back to those eight track tapes and it's gonna pull forward a story most likely rooted in pain because the brain, the ancient part of the brain that hasn't changed, it's trying to keep you alive. It's trying to keep you safe. And when it senses change, it's gonna go back to an old pattern, an old story, and it's gonna retell that story in such a way that you can react to it. Because the brain, the amygdala doesn't know the difference in a merger and a saber toothed tiger in the bushes if it affects you as the recipient. You see what I'm saying? So as leaders, I think we have to think about this. I I think that we have to put some thought into this and recognize straight away that any type of organizational change is going to elicit a primal response, most most likely rooted in resource scarcity, and status, and if we don't address that headlong, if we don't deal with that, there's a very good chance that your people are going to tell themselves a story that is rooted in the pain of the past mergers that went bad, of the pivots that were terrible, right? And that's what they're gonna do unless you replace it with a new story, a new narrative. Now here's something you can try as I wrap this up, and I learned this from Dr. Kendall Haven who wrote the book Story Proof. He does a lot of narrative-based work on uh, change to help people get ready to listen and deal with that. And what he says is when you get in front of your people, rather than rolling right into the change that you're going to do, is to talk about who you are as an organization, what your values are, your vabes, as Professor Clausen calls it, you know, your values, your beliefs, those kinds of things. Talk about who you are. What is it you're fighting for? What do we stand for as an organization? Ask your people that. Let them weigh in on that. Let them tell you what they stand for. Write it on the whiteboard where it stares back at them. And then point at it and say, is that who we are? Is that right? They'll say yes. And then say, okay, would it be all right if I share with you how I think we need to change to preserve that? They'll say yes. And then you've got them ready to listen and in an emotional state where they're ready to hear what you have to say. That's just a technique to climate change management that I think we need to start thinking differently about this, particularly when people are saturated with it and they are. So I'm gonna wrap it there um, with the knowledge that when when we think about leadership, when we think about what we have to do in the world, the people we lead are well-dressed Neanderthals and that's not an insult to their intelligence. It simply means that when life gets real, they're gonna get primal and we owe it to them as leaders to know that and to help them move through it. Thanks for joining me around the fire pit